This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. This week, I am out on assignment. Got a job in South Florida, so I'm physically here. But just wanted to just do a nice little introduction to my two guests today, and that is going to be Aikumi and Joshua. They are the two that make up the YouTube sensational channel Primus Effect. If you had not had a chance to see the Primus Effect yet, that is Josh, who is my nephew, and it's also Akumi, who is his girlfriend from uh, Vietnam. She's Japanese, but they both met in Vietnam. They both met in Vietnam. I forgot to ask that. But either way, uh, they are going to explain a little bit about the YouTube channel. They kind of notice a lot of people, and I've done it myself, are on YouTube, so... I figured why not talk to some experts about this and it's going to help us out. Now, for your businesses, especially your safety consulting business, it's always good to have a YouTube channel. So, therefore, on your YouTube channel, then you'll be able to um, just give a little bit more of your personality. People can see you, all the things that they've actually heard about you. Now they can see a little bit on whatever you, you do with your YouTube channel. So, it does help add to credibility and likability. So it's a good tool. There's a lot of people in safety and health right now that are using YouTube. So I figured having Josh and Nikumi come out and Nikumi uh, and Josh together, they have like a whole system that they, they kind of work through. And not only a system for creating, but they actually plan all their uh, their shoots and they got the, the art for the um, for the cover and everything. And they just really give you all the tips that you would need to have a successful uh, channel. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to learn from the pros. They're young at this, but or I should say new at this, but they have increased so much in such a little time that you guys are going to find some real value to give you some understanding about how to run a YouTube channel. So Josh and Akumi, and then after we talk to them, I'm going to come back with a quick last minute thought. My name is Ikumi. I was born in Japan, uh, grew up in Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and the States. I left my family and Japan when I was 15 alone and I studied abroad. So I lived in Vietnam for the last eight years. Um, I was working in hospitality mainly and the last three years I became independent um, wellness consultant. I was um, making like a retreat program for five-star resorts and setting up spas. And yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I you stumble onto that one. Uh, what, what, what was the progression to get you into consulting? Um, I always like to like teach people. I also have experience of being an English teacher in Japan. And really the, I have a passion for a healthy lifestyle. 
And I figured, you know, people don't really know how to live healthily. And I thought maybe I can just start teaching people how to do it. Uh, so it, the help came first and then, you know, I could help. And then all of a sudden it creates a business. Yeah. And it's, it was in Vietnam. Nothing has been done yet. So it was very easy for me to start up something and be a pioneer. Yeah. And it works. Excellent. Uh, how many languages do you speak then? Because you must, you might have to, to, for my mind, I'm thinking, if you're going to not only go to a location, but start a business, that's telling me you have some proficiency in other languages. Well, I'm pretty good at different languages, but mainly I only speak English and Japanese. Okay. So yeah. you understand it enough to, to work around the regulations? <laughs> yeah, you have to pick up if you live in the, in the country for so long. Hmm. Excellent. All right, Josh, tell us about yourself. So my name is Joshua, and um, I've been living abroad for about since 2018 October. Before I was doing in the, I was working in medical, so I worked in the laboratories. I've actually I've worked in a lot of departments in the hospital. So I, my whole background is just medical since my early 20s, and um, I just left all of that behind. And I don't, I haven't done medical since I left the States. I've worked uh, up into the pandemic. I was managing an NGO in the Philippines, managing an NGO in the Philippines based on poverty alleviation or like psychological therapy and stuff like that. Wow. So I literally just did a complete life change when I left the States and um, not looking back at all. Oh, okay. Uh, what's your last name, Josh? Primus. I am a Primus. <laughs> I am related to this beautiful, wonderful guy over here. <laughs> yes, my, my nephew, my brother's youngest. <laughs> Keeping it in the family right here. The Primus effect is in effect. <laughs> 100%. And um, how... Primus Effect came about, actually. The original concept of Primus Effect was uh, supposed, to be, was supposed to be about all of the brothers, you know, like me and all my brothers, because there's four of us. I'm the youngest. We're all a year apart, and we all live out of the country now. Currently, we're all in the same place in Albania, but normally we're spread out around the world. So it originally started with them, and but we were all spread out. We just couldn't coordinate properly. So it, be, it snowballed and just grew into being about me and Ikumi world living and just following our journey, just living around the world, you know? Yeah. And, and the, the real big, the, one of the major reasons as well was the pandemic. She was managing and designing spas. I was managing an NGO. We both lost our jobs oh. because of the pandemic. So we're sitting in a foreign country in Sri Lanka, like we can't work here because we don't have work permits. Even if we did, the only thing we can do is hospitality and tourism, which there's zero. Yeah, we yeah. can't go back to Vietnam where we lived, you know, where she was working. We can't go back to the Philippines where I was working and we were supposed to move to because every country was shut down. So we're like, what what are we gonna do? And then um and then so it snowballed, promise effect, and we just started a YouTube channel. We're like, we're not gonna go under, we're gonna adapt to the new world. Yeah. YouTube channel. 
That's excellent. Uh, truly uh, in our field, um, safety and health, and that's really what they've been focusing on. But the safety and health officers and people that are starting to truly get into social media and embracing it, they have been flocking to YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? I've been doing YouTube for a while, but usually it's just like if I do a live stream or, or I'll post something up for a video for training or something similar to that. But I got to tell you the truth. I haven't been getting as fancy with, you know, intros and, and clip art for, you know, your thumbnail cover and all that stuff. It just seems like uh, YouTube right now is still really big. And so is that why you guys chose YouTube? Um, we had no other choices. It was just YouTube is, it's obviously one of the major platforms, but it's not just YouTube. When you, you know, when you focus on, like you focus solely on one business, if YouTube is that business, that's a lot of stuff. It's affiliate marketing. It's if you have a blog, you're, you're cross promoting, you know, it's whatever products you're selling online. If you have e-commerce business, it's your YouTube channel. It's dealing with companies for promotions. And so it's like, just focusing on building YouTube is actually focusing on building like five different streams of income, just focusing on solely on YouTube. So, you know, people just think, Oh, YouTube, you make videos, you make money from the videos, but there's, it's, it is the seed to a tree that branches out fairly quickly. Hmm. Uh, quickly as in, when did you guys get started? What was like the first one? We started in June 2020, and we started monetizing in six months. Yeah, so we were monetized in six months, and we started already making profit. I mean, guarantee, obviously, we're not that big yet, and we're still growing. Yeah. But um, we, yeah, we started, we got monetized within six months and already started making profit. YouTube changed their algorithm like maybe two, three years ago. And then really started enforcing it or, or seeing the changes roughly about a year and a half ago. So has that um, helped or hurt you in any way? Because now I believe your, your threshold of having to be viewed is a little higher before you can actually get money. And I know it's you know, a few cents of, of uh, advertising or whatever, but it always adds up. <laughs> and then if there's click through, there's probably click through by now, I would imagine, right? Is that, am I thinking right? Where? That's the, the monetization is now clicking through watch time and then also any commercial that's uh, attached to your, your video. Yeah, all of it counts in its own way. Um, probably the most important thing is um, watch time and people actually sitting through the ads that play, even if they don't purchase anything, just sitting through the ad hmm. gets you, just the ads popping up on their screen gets you money. So it doesn't have to always end in a purchase to make profit from the videos. And since we're still new, we don't know a hundred percent the old way that they used to do. So we're kind of unfazed by it, but also we made it a big point not to focus on just like how much money are we making or how much our watch time is. We literally just try to focus on improving the quality, the the way we're filming, the way we're talking, the music. We try to stay focused more on that because YouTube is such a big platform. Huh? And anybody knows if you go on YouTube, there's every you can find anything under the sun, you know? 
ridiculous. He truly can find anything. <laughs> exactly. So it's like there is billions of people that watch YouTube. So whatever you're into, there's a market for it. It's just consistency and that's it. Consistency and time. And it, you know, it will 100% do well if you're just trying to improve. And all it is, it's always about the backlog. You know, like we're, we're, we're still growing. But once we actually get bigger, the fact that we have so many videos already that are have pretty decent quality, it'll, it'll make the channel even blow more. What kind of uh, backlog are we talking about? Because I like to do maybe three weeks ahead sometimes, uh, and I'm, I'm weekly. Uh, so basically every Monday I do a new show. So I'm thinking maybe three weeks ahead is, is enough for me. Sometimes if I go too far ahead, I miss timely stories. And sometimes if I'm, you know, <laughs> like, like right now, I'm only two weeks. I got one for next week and then you guys are the week after. <laughs> so I have a little uh, slack there. So uh, how long are you guys looking at with your backlog? In reference to the backlog, when I mean backlog, I mean that once like say a new subscriber comes to your channel, they see your video and they like it, they subscribe. Then they have all the, your, your old videos. That's what I mean by backlog. Because honestly, pretty much 80% of all of the views from our channels are non-subscribers. And it doesn't matter how big you get, at least 60% of your viewers are not subscribed. Really? Yeah. So, so that's why if you see our videos, we always introduce ourselves in every video and we always tell people to subscribe and not every few videos, we do every single one because guaranteed 80% of people who watch the video are not subscribed. So you always have to subscribe. Does it make a difference, the placement of that, of, you know, beginning of the video, end of the video, where you place the uh, the welcome to subscribe? We do both. We do both. We yeah. do the beginning and the end. Yeah. Hmm. So why not? You know, sometimes people need to be told what to do. You're not, you know, they don't be a dick about it or, you know, push yes. it on. Nicely blend it in. Blend yeah. it in. Blend, blend it in. But when it comes to the backlog that you were referencing, we're we normally stay three weeks to a month and a half ahead of schedule. Wow, that's pretty good. We had a lot of things to film on the way out. On the way out in Sri Lanka, right now we don't have much in Albania at the moment. We haven't really explored much. Uh We have, but yeah, at the end of our stay in Sri Lanka, we had a lot to film. So, like, in one week, we filmed three different episodes. Why we were editing we... two. So, it was, like, five at one time. Yeah. So, huh. it's, 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 this is depends. the, the, yeah, it depends. But this is definitely the first time we've been this ahead. She likes it. I honestly <laughs> don't like it, being this far ahead. Because I'm not as excited when I'm editing. Yeah. And also like to interact with our audience so when they give us a recommendations if we are already moved on to different location we can't film it anymore it's nice to be like two weeks ahead but you're still around yeah two weeks is a perfect pocket to just stay with because then you 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 still you still feel the urgency to edit you know you still have enough time to edit properly but you also you're still in a time to listen to what people are saying and what your uh, subscribers are saying to you so you can 
And that's specifically for travel people, you know, yeah. travel YouTubers, because we get recommendations and then we're already gone. That happened a lot. Mm. we also encourage our audience to follow our instagram because it's it's live yeah Yeah. Um, then they know where you're going yeah yeah Hmm. Uh, what about the the tools what kind of tools are you guys looking at and and i know it changes from you know basic to you know studio version but for people who are are now thinking uh, I could do something around my work or I could do a little video here and there when I'm doing an, uh, a project. What should they be looking for? Is it like still good where people can use your camera as in your phone as a camera or do you, should you get like a GoPro and everything else? Our very first episode was filmed with my iPhone 6. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can start with anything, really. Yeah. Because that's even a style, remember, right? So it's not like super professional filming is a style, but people also like that gritty filming, that just authenticity style. So, you know, and, and again, remember, especially during this time, this is the perfect time for anybody to become a YouTuber if they want to, because everyone's home. Yeah. You know, so it's like whatever you're doing, you're, you're going to find some type of following more than you normally would because everyone's a lot of people are stuck home. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah. Any kind of tips as into um, how people should talk? When you say, when you said equipment, um, it depends on what you have. There is a lot of free equipment. Like if you have an Apple, it mm-hmm. automatically comes with a program called iMovie, which we use for uh, months. Uh, maybe first, like, like 20. first, first 20. That's More. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it was like our first 15, 20 episodes. We used the free program on iMovie, and then and then we upgraded to Final Cut Pro, which is extremely expensive, but you get three months for free. So since we both have laptops, I did the first three months, and when it expired, then she got it. So we got half a year for free, just you know, switching switching computers. Yep. Not bad. Uh, you're you're probably gonna end up getting the uh, the iTunes police coming at you. <laughs> Say, uh oh, you beat the system. <laughs> Do them. <laughs> yeah, but that's you know truly, most everyone is on a budget, especially now with pandemic time and. I keep thinking, hmm, when we do the Costa Rica thing, should we invest in a drone and get a drone and all that stuff? Because we might end up doing the same thing you guys are doing in Costa Rica. So um, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe <laughs> I don't want to go hog wild with buying stuff either. Yeah. Another thing is you can also purchase the, um, the, the drone, drone footage, footage yeah. online. We want to draw we want to drone so bad, but we're on a budget. That's why we first started with the iPhone and then we upgraded to the um, GoPro. the GoPro with no attachments, literally just the GoPro in the handheld because we couldn't even afford all the, you know, the mic, the lights and, and all of that. And yeah. now we have the mic and the light and everything. But we uh, drones are quite expensive, but they really up your game in a travel YouTube. So what we actually ended up doing is using Canva. Canva.com is where we use our, make our thumbnails. 
but we act also get drone footage off of there and put it into our into our videos as well. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, my mind just blew. You just purchase the, the the footage from the internet. It's like I said, YouTube is just a it's a it's a seed and just so many branches like. Even if you get a lot of footage, you have drone footage. There's so many sites where you can sell your drone footage, where you can sell your videos of whatever you're getting in certain places, you know? So it's like- Oh, photographs too. Photographs. Like it, it's it's such it's such a, a hub. It's a hub. YouTube is a hub. So you guys can monetize the picture if you've taken, just basically doing it as a service for some of those uh, I use Crello. That's the one I use, but Canva is the same, you know? Uh, so you basically say, uh, here's my photos. And uh, is it by license? I would imagine how many times they download it or, or you just sell them uh, one, one at a time or something. You just get commission. Off it. Yeah. yeah. So but we haven't done it yet. We, but we know that we can, and we are actually purchasing those footages that's available yeah. online. We're just strictly focusing on YouTube this year because out of actually the first two years, this year is because it's almost over. Um, what? I mean, Last I mean, year. I mean, by we almost got our YouTube channel a year now. Kumi, I love your reactions to him all the time, even in the videos. You're like, what is he saying? <laughs> you know me, I'm reckless. I just say whatever's on my head immediately. I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome. Well, uh, I know we've uh, done the tips and that was one of the things I, I always wanted to help you. And uh, you said raw and real is good right now. So that's great. Uh, how long should one of these safety officers are doing this and they're thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to monetize like in a week <laughs> is what's realistic. What, what, what do they have to do? I'll tell you one thing that I have noticed. First of all, if, if you do want to do a YouTube channel, you get TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is an app that helps your SEO in the background when you're like making your descriptions or your tags. So it really helps you get more views and, and on a wider platform. But it's, it's so hard to call because we make videos, some videos, and we think they're going to do good. They don't perform well. Some videos were like, ah, this is boring to us. And then we play it and then it's overperforms our expectations. So that's why we say focus on your quality, focus on improving anything, how you're filming, what your, your equipment, what you're talking about, you know, just always just focus on your own content and it will eventually, it'll work. Some people I know monetize in a month. Some people it takes five months to a year it's it's so different that i don't think there's a ballpark like for anybody you know it's it's just it's because sometimes your video might just catch on you might put in the right wording and it just slides in some pocket and just blows up like i've known people who monetize off the first video wow but the minimum requirement for monetization is 4,000 hours of watch time and how many subscribers? 1,000 1, subscribers. Yeah. Okay. And it took us. It um, took us exactly six, six months. months. Yeah, six months. Mm -hmm. together. So basically, like video once a week. They're multiple because we have to really plan our content. 
you know, a lot of people, they're just sitting down, they're talking, you're doing certain things. So if you can put out two videos a week or even three, you're definitely going to flow faster than doing one a week like us. Hmm. And do you cross promote on like Twitch or any of the other ones with your, your videos or content? Not yet. Well, I mean, what we do, we cross, we cross promote, we have on Facebook and on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So we use pretty much the trifecta social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And then we just promote each video, you know, we do the before promote the video before it releases on Instagram and on Facebook. We normally do it after it's released. We post on there and, and YouTube also has its own way to promote where you can make your own type of posts like a Facebook and um, even the stories like Instagram. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They just started that, didn't they? Yeah, they just started the story. The story we can't do yet because you have to have 10,000 subscribers. But for the um, the other thing, you have to have, I think it's like a, a, a thousand or something. And also you have to be in the States. Okay. And, uh, oh yeah, that does make a difference. I do have an international audience. So the state that's just basically for the YouTube state side, that, that requirement. So it might be a different requirement, uh, for YouTube, you know, wherever you are, <laughs> YouTube, Sherlock. It means everything where oh. your views are coming from. Like say if we have the amount of views that in Sri Lanka on our channel, in the U.S., we would make double what the money we're making, or even triple than what we've made so far. Because um, I think Sri Lanka is one of the lowest, next to India, the lowest paying. In, it's called CPU, uh, CPM. Uh, clicks per, um, clicks per, uh, oh, I forgot the other one. Uh, clicks for view, I believe. No, it's CPR. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Per minute, no, well, yeah, per thousand might be. No, that's a that's a rocket launcher, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so that that really makes a difference. So we're trying to in our when it comes to the SEO portion of our video, we're trying to score more in like the US or the UK and. Um, places like that because we get paid a lot more. That's e- another even reason why it's RPM. RPM. RPM is what it's called. RPM. Okay. You rate per minute or something. So, so yeah, so we're trying to score more. That's why another reason we were quite excited to come to um, Europe now because um, the, C- the RPM, you actually get paid a lot more yeah. here. CPM. 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 So clicks per minute or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, per million, right? Yeah. Per million, yeah. Uh, what about the, um, that, that's the same vein as um, not only the monetizing side and then the SEO for those of you that are listening is search engine optimization. So basically it gets you ranked a little higher on the search engines. Like there is any other than Google, you know, there's plenty others, but everybody uses Google. Uh, so truly when you're doing that, are you also thinking your thumbnail picture has to nail it too to get someone to even click on your video? Cause you gotta get them to click on the video and then you gotta get them to stay. So I'm thinking thumbnail might be important. So what do you guys do for your thumbnail? What, what are you grabbing them 
with. The thumbnail is the most important thing, yeah. honestly. No wonder mine sucks. I have terrible thumbnails. I don't even think I have thumbnails. I just have the screenshot. Yeah, that is the first impression. The thumbnail is the make or break, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> we use Canva, actually, for our thumbnails. And um, what we really do is YouTube is your best friend in learning, you know? We just follow a lot of YouTubers that we actually like and how they do their videos, even if they're not travel YouTubers. And um, we, we, in a way, mimic certain things, but with our style, you know, because it's like it's like being in class when you're a YouTuber going to class is logging on YouTube and watching videos of people you're trying to learn from, you know? Yeah. So, and then when you're watching any video, I'm sure you're watching how the intro is, what's the volume like, what's the background music, how are they fading in and out? Should they come from the left? Did it come from the right? What font are they using for, for any of the words? So you're probably dissecting every video. Everything. Because we're, we're new. Honestly, I never, the first time I ever made a video was like our fourth episode. You know, she's made videos before, but not like professionally, you know? So we're completely new to YouTube, making videos, trying to figure out the SEOs for like absolute beginners, you know? Mm -hmm. So our best class is YouTube itself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and sense. what's the one that Zeus has? That was Skillshare. Skillshare is, oh my gosh, wonderful. And when it comes to learning anything, not even just, you know, YouTube, anything you want to learn, Skillshare is, that's a great place to go. You can specifically write in what you're looking for and there's 20 classes. Excellent. Do you know if that's a .com, .eu, .io? Skillshare.com <laughs> is, yeah. You go there and you can get literally anything you need. I've learned so much on the editing side using Skillshare that it's just, you know, it's irreplaceable stuff that I learned there. Hmm. Now I've got some safety people on and they are truly starting their videos and I'm seeing a little mix of everything where they would uh, have their thumbnail pictures of like a job site. I've seen thumbnails where it's like scantily clad people in safety, you know, and thumbnails where it's like one of these things where uh, you're, you're, um, you have a face that's like really crazy looking or some outrageous uh, smirk and then some real big words that says, don't get caught up with this or something similar. Is that, you know, all the above? Are you guys doing a little bit of everything? Um, we, we, yeah, we do a little bit of everything. We've switched it up quite a few times, actually. If you go to um, our YouTube channel and look at our thumbnails, they're all consistent with each other, but we've changed the theme of them so many times. And I still don't think that we found the perfect, perfect click-through rate. But I mean, naturally on YouTube, the click-through rate on thumbnails are like 5%, 15%. So it's naturally low. So it might throw you off and you're thinking, all right, I'm doing a bad job, but that's just how YouTube is because there's just so much content on it. So it's always good to keep switching it up and see what really works the best. The best thing about YouTube back to back end of YouTube is its analytics. It is extremely descriptive and breaks down every single thing. Once you have a YouTube channel and you put the analytics in, you can see what videos are performing well, where they're performing well in the video, 
when views started going down, it's very, you know, it's in de- it's extremely detailed. So, and you never want to really, um, when you upload a video, you don't, you want to give it a week or two weeks before you actually look at the analytics to see, you know, because you, you never know. It could be off because your subscribers are watching quick. So that might make it go higher, but always remember that 80% of any viewers on any video are not subscribed. So you got to wait till your subscribers get through and then it's just regular people on YouTube. So you can actually is performing. So you really don't need to look at it for like the first two weeks. <laughs> and yeah. then you, all right. that, would, that would be the best practice. The first week or two, just put it up and just let it ride and just, and just see. Cause sometimes we upload a video that does horrible in the first three days and then day four or five, it just blows out. <laughs> wow. You really never know. You really never know. That's why I, I always say the most important is just focus on your content. Just focus on your content. For YouTube in particular, especially for those people who, uh, for you guys with travel blog, you know, you're taking probably as many videos and pictures that you can. When do you actually get to, we're relaxing now. We're actually here and we want to be part of this. And we want to experience this. Put the camera down, Josh. Ikumi, not another picture out of you. <laughs> and so, how do you guys balance that? Yeah, we didn't really have that line when to film, when not to film. So I was kind of annoyed. Mm. Can you put that? Yeah, she got over it. Down. She got over it. But now we kind of have an idea when to film and how we want to film. We we plan beforehand to get out so yeah. and also we also have a plan how to how to do the opening of this episode how to end the episode we hmm. yeah. go yeah exactly what she said we used to just go out and record which is very hard all around on the actual like what you said because you're consumed with just trying to capture everything so in the moment you're not in the moment but also on the editing side oh, it's horrific because you have no storyline so you're trying to create a storyline in the editing process, which is just, it's horrible, you know? So it's all around bad. So once we actually, we got a PDF file, scheduled video, scheduled when we're filming, you know? So so we, we, we actually trying to get it to the point where when we go to a country, we know the first, let's say five episodes, and then the first week and a half we're there, we film everything, and then in the last few weeks, they're just editing and just relaxing. So scheduling is really important. Otherwise, it will, in fact, consume your life because it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, you know? Yeah, I um, uh, for my podcast, I do. <laughs> I my editing skill is to the point where I could watch the the wave file of us talking and I know right where the breaths are. I know exactly what a breath looks like in a wave file. And then I'll take that out and, you know, put a little blank in there or something. So I'm pretty breathy. You'll hear me breathe throughout any of my podcasts. And sometimes I, I, I just take a time and get rid of all the breaths. And sometimes, you know, I just, eh, I don't feel like this episode, but truly I could zoom and just let it go. Like, uh, where you can't even hear the background noise. And all I'm doing is just watching the wave file. And all right, here, this one doesn't look right. Edit, take it out. Are you guys yeah. doing the same thing? You're, you're able to see that stuff now? 
Um, we are, but it's 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 a lot, it's hard and different because we're always in noisy areas when we're editing. Always, you know. It it was actually a real problem before we got the mic because our even our footsteps were loud. And you know, being a travel YouTuber, you're always on the move. So we always had to find these pockets of when it was gonna be quiet enough to film and you know, we would always get comments like people like, Oh, I can't hear you like for these parts. So yeah, so it, it's we really got she she's the one who does all the mastering at the end. So she's gotten really good at with the leveling and blending everything. Yeah. So yeah. That's her thing. I, I do the beginning of I do the the first part of like making the storyline, cutting out and the music and stuff. And she comes up and does the cleanup at the end. And then we both sit down and just do the last final walkthrough. So we both have a very big hand in everything. So every episode might be, because you guys are usually in the 15, 20 minute episode range. Uh, I'm imagining that each one of those may be about a three hour editing for one 20 minute. Honestly, sometimes it's, it's a few days, honestly. Yeah. Actual working hours, maybe three to five hours. Yeah, actual working hours, probably probably more. It's probably like five to seven hours, honestly, because we do a lot of B-roll, you know? There's a a difference between uh, travel YouTubers who are daily life blogger travels where they just press play and they just do whatever they do, and that's how they say it. Not much of editing. We have more of a, a show vibe to our our channel versus a daily life vibe. So it's a lot more work because we have to do the B rolls and do the cuts, A cuts and edits. So so it's, it's a lot more work actually than just, I actually told her the other day, I'm like, how can we simplify our channel a little bit more and not go over the top and just make it too, you know, hard to do on the editing side? But at the same time, like you said, we don't, we don't really want the, daily vlog live we want it to be travel youtube home entertainment we want to make create a proper show maybe not as professional as what you see on tv but you know it's it's easy going and entertaining enough for you to watch it on youtube yeah so that's what we are aiming for we have i think like 40 episodes already of Sri Lanka alone of Sri Lanka alone. <laughs> but I mean just in general like on our channel we have like 40 episodes already and we still haven't figured out our pocket we're, we're getting there and we're doing really well you know but it's not about perfecting it it's about you just start you just have to start you know and it, it'll naturally it'll flow because you know you, sometimes you get nervous thinking of what people might say, what people, you know, might do, because there's a lot of trolls online. But for the most part, honestly, you get a lot of honest feedback. Mm. So it's, you just have to start. You just have to start and put it out there. Reactions. And And you learn from it. And you learn from it. Yeah. And seeing yourself, you, you start to see, you know, things that you, that you would like to improve. So it's like, it's just, it's just, you just, you gotta jump in. You gotta jump in head first. All right, you guys answered a question for me, which would have been of uh, truly in this kind of media, you do get trolls. How do you deal with those trolls? And I do have one that when like <laughs> Kumi, you answered somebody one time on Instagram 
that my whole family said, damn, good. <laughs> they loved how you tore someone apart because of non-Japanese. Oh, you right? must remember it, right? The, the non-Japanese one. Well, go ahead. Tell us about that one. That was awesome. So of, of a great response. Yeah, so the guy wrote her, wrote, wrote us on our channel saying that she's not Japanese, Japanese and she's like fake, like Thai or or Vietnam acting like, like a Japanese. Japanese. I don't know, just some, and he was like, wow, 100% gun hold, like she's fake. He even wrote in a few episodes saying that uh, he can't believe that she's playing this role and it, it's crazy <laughs> the stuff that people write you know and she really came back on you see a lot of people they don't engage but since we're a newer channel we engage when people talk we out. like to reply <laughs> to every comment that we get to be honest in the end it all helps the algorithm you know <laughs> all the comments the replies the engagement helps the algorithm so we don't necessarily delete bad comments so there actually have been some that we have to leave because it's too disrespectful yeah, but yeah. for the part we leave it we leave it up you know trolls are you you can't avoid them in this game you just can't you can't you just have to you just have to if you're the type of person where the people's words affect you like that you have to put it in your head that this is just some unknown person <laughs> in their like mother's basement you know you like this Alter, alter your perception of who this person is. Like this picture of some fat dude in his mom's basement, like this trolling everybody. You know, because it's it's unavoidable. On the shirt. <laughs> I did reply him back. I had to say what I had to say, but like even our other audience, our followers, replied to, to him. <laughs> Not to defend me or anything, but it's just their perspective. Hey, what are you doing? Like, yeah, that's the whole thing. The first time we saw that, and then, uh, and Marianne showed it to me. Uh, well, Sierra showed it to her, and then <laughs> she showed it to me. Uh, I'm truly, it went through the whole family, and we're like, we love this girl. <laughs> she's, she's awesome. We just love the way that you, you know, you handled it with class, and you know, truly, you've, you've. You set your point across and you handle it with class. And uh, that that was a, a nice little balancing act you did over there. So I figured some of the listeners might really get get a kick out of that because truly you will get trolls and you two are good looking people too. So I'm sure that they're still going to troll you about the way you look or your outfit or, or something ridiculous, you know, just people have nothing else to do. <laughs> it's so unavoidable. I mean, you can find a video of kittens running and around in the backyard playing with a ball of yarn and it, it, a yarn and then I have like 400 dislikes and people talking crap. Like it does not matter. We realized that a long time ago. Plus we both really don't give a damn what people think, Dang. you know, <laughs> it's our life and, and you just got to live it the way you want to live it. And you got to, you got to just acknowledge that, a lot of the times people won't be in your side online. It's online. Who cares about these unknowns? You know, who cares? When you guys want to, uh, like, if it ever happens, like where you get discouraged and you're like, oh, I just cannot do it this week or, or whatever. What do, you, what, do you, what do you tell each other? How do you get out of those slumps? Um, luckily, 
we have we, we have <laughs> luckily we have each other you know so we kind of stay on top of each other so we really haven't had i think maybe and i'm talking about we've had we've dropped an episode every week for like 10 months now mm-hmm. you know and there's probably been only two weeks that we were late in our our weekly daily drop that not daily but you know the day that we pick like thursday so um we we do pretty good staying on on top of each other and and it's all about getting the content in a good time give yourself a pocket you know try to stay two weeks ahead three weeks ahead so when you do have lazy days you're gonna have days that you're not really gonna feel it that much you can be lazy because you gave yourself a pocket but just always remember you have a deadline you meet your damn deadline no matter if 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 it you know, if it messes with your content, your quality of your content or whatever, just meet your deadline and just keep trying. And this is what we like to do. Yeah. Like we love to travel. We love to experience different cultures and, you know, get around. And this is, I don't know, this is a fun job. Yeah. We, we consider this as business, but this is a really fun thing to do. Yeah. Even the editing, not just exploring and filming, but this is what we love to do. So we don't really get discouraged. No, yeah, exactly. Like we're documenting. Our own life, which would be really interesting to see later on in life. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But we do view it as a business. We don't just sit there and say, oh, this is the YouTube channel. We're posting videos. Look how we're living. We, We view it as a business because in today's world especially the new world we live in post pandemic digital anything digital is just going to expand dramatically that's why you said earlier so many people are flocking to youtube because they're acknowledging that we're in a new world and information is really coming a lot from youtube nowadays yeah so people are are getting ahead of the curve it's not too late to to get on youtube and do your thing no matter whatever the field is you know because if you think about it youtube is still less than 20 years old it's not an old platform at all so this is a perfect time good pocket everyone's home you know it's still early on do it why not excellent excellent any other tips that you guys have especially since Mostly my audience is going to be those that are around my age. I'm, you know, this year I'm turning 50. Can you believe that your uncle's turning 50, Josh? <laughs> nah, you're still a young man. That's right. That's right. Uh, but they're, they're probably in my generation, the Gen Xers, or maybe even the baby boomer generation uh, that have, they thought, man, I love this medium. I'm going to do this thing. And they've been listening to you guys and hearing your excitement. and uh, and getting some tips on even what, what to just wear and how to shoot. So anything else you want to throw on that uh, you want to you know, pass on with the audience? Share what you love to do. Yeah. And our aim for our channel is to inspire people as well. We love what we're doing, but at the same time, we love for our audience to see how easy it is to travel around the world. And that we can inspire other people to just, you know, not just to watch our YouTube at home, 
And that's probably where you were born and raised in the same place that you never had a chance to get out or have a passport. But for us, it's really to show people how easy it is to live around the world and get out of wherever you are or you feel, maybe you feel comfortable while you are, but actually not. If you, if you like really look into yourself. Yeah. That's also the wellness that I, that's why I love to, you know, share people the experience and inspire others. Yeah. So, Excellent. And I, for me, I think, um, like you said, a lot of um, the, your listeners are in the 40s and up age group. And I can understand how going so digital could be seem overwhelming because people would think, oh, I'm older. That's a young man's game. But it's not. It's, it's such, there's so many platforms and apps and stuff out there that simplify mm. this entire process to become a YouTuber. And it, it just, you know, and always remember that YouTube is your best friend if you want to become a YouTuber, not on the money side, but actually on the learning curve side. You can find any video with people exactly in your age group that will show you from step one to being monetized and making profit, you know? And it's like a business. It's like starting a business without all the overhead of having to buy a space and do all this, you know, rent and all this stuff. So it's, it's if you stick with it and you just stay consistent and you use YouTube as your learning curve and you use platforms like Skillshare.com, uh, Campbell or Prillo, the one you're using, and even on those platforms, just YouTube a video, how to use those, you know, <laughs> like I said, YouTube is literally your best friend when yeah. you want to learn. So it's not a young man or a young game. It's anybody's ball game. And if you have the drive to be consistent with your content, it's going to happen. You're going to be in a point where you're going to make money. It might not be extravagant money or it might, you never know, but I guarantee you, if you make that leap and make that jump and you just focus on improving your quality and content, it'll happen for you. Absolutely. Thank you guys. It's been really awesome having you guys on the show and teaching us a little bit about the, the behind the scenes with YouTube. So thanks. We're glad to be a part of this. This is actually cool. You know, hanging out with Ankh <laughs> and make sure subscribers like and subscribe to Primus Effect on YouTube. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say is how do they reach it? So Primus Effect on YouTube, and that's P-R-I-M-U-S-E-F-F-E-C-T, Primus Effect on YouTube, and then uh, same at Primus Effect on uh, Instagram as well, right? Yep, and on Facebook as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so there you go. You got it. Those are the two wonderful people from the primus effect right there <laughs> thank you guys for having us this was a pleasure welcome back i hope you guys enjoyed that episode that we had with josh and akumi um, i really really had fun talking to them it was great catching up with my nephew it's been a while since we've been able to catch up especially in Sri Lanka but uh, now he's in Albania with the rest of my family so what we're going to do is probably keep in touch with them a little bit more that they have better internet services 
what I really wanted to just really think about is some of the things that they've mentioned with the video and the audio and all that stuff. It's really good to fine tune even your very raw video footage so that other people can, uh, they won't get turned off by the sound or the view of your actual channel to keep you guys going. Uh, so it's really good. I've got the full episode here, the video broadcast on safetyconsultant.tv. So you can sign up for safetyconsultant.tv if you want to see the video version of this uh, podcast. And it's actually uh, the raw footage, so it's uncut. We're just gonna, we just have had it. <laughs> so we will let you guys see see the raw footage as well. But either way, you have to go to safetyconsultant.tv. And just for my listeners and students of mine, actually, we're going to have a code in there that says consultant. C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-N-T. Consultant. So if you use the code consultant, and instead of three days free trial, you're going to get 30 days. So this is only for my podcast listeners and students. I tell my students about this too so that they can uh, have a chance to go on a little bit more with the training. So safetyconsultant.tv, sign up for today. You can hear the rest of this interview with Josh and Akumi. So with that, I want to thank everybody for listening. I will be back with you next Monday. As you can tell by the background noise, I am out on location. I'll be back in the studio next week. So have a great rest of your day. And go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.